Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and a look at all the trashiest news stories. My name is Erica, and I'm your host. My name is Cassandra, and I'm your other host. Happy Fall Equinox in a couple days. Happy Fall Equinox. I've been saying that to everyone. It's here, everybody. And you know what? It's still 90 degrees outside. What's up with that? (laughs) I'll never know. Smarter people than I are working on that. So me, I'm just driving my Hummer on not on eco mode, blasting the AC with the windows rolled down on my way to my private jet where I go to Vermont every day for Starbucks and then I fly back. That's all I'm doing, you know? I feel like turning on eco mode on a Hummer is the equivalent of using like Safeway bag as a condom. Mm. Not effective. It's one way to do it though. Yeah. It is. It is definitely one way to do it. Yeah, climate change is real and um, fall is a little bit of a vibe. But, you know, it is. Oh, no, our numbers are uh, our numbers are slowly dropping. Oh, Oh, as soon as we mentioned climate change, we're. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. We're this is like the stock market drop. We're, We're seeing people fly off left and right. That's not fair, because remember last week I was blaming, we were all over Biden's America and blaming him for inflation. We, now is it going back up because I said Biden's America? Yes. Negative, with a negative tone? The numbers are crawling. Yeah, the numbers are skyrocketing up. That was scary. Oh my God. But yeah, shit's pretty fucked up right now. Um, But you know what? This is like the hottest season to get Mary, do you have any weddings coming up in within the fall? I have a couple and multiple un- weddings. Multiple weddings coming up. Right. Unfortunately, um due to my change in financial situation in 2023, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll be able to go to either of them. Just mm. a real bummer. Real kick in the teeth. Yeah, that's not that's not a good feeling. We have one. Um mm-hmm. and uh Fortunately, we can drive there. It's still going to cost us uh, some some of that sweet cheese to stay overnight. But mm-hmm. I uh, I feel you. There's another um, destination wedding next year that due to the finances, mm-hmm. it sucks. It's a it's a bad position to be in. But I will put this out there for anybody who's considering having a destination wedding. Um, it's not your fault. If people can't afford to go. So just remember that, you know, it's people like Erica who don't want to work. <laughs> I mean, who can work in Biden's America, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, blame the government um, for real. Hey, let me ask you something in the yeah. spirit of fall. Why are you um, why are you a piece of autumnal trash? Oh. Are you one of those special big trash bags that holds the leaves? Yes, 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 yes. A big black giant 55 gallon, 60, 80 gallon trash bag of leaves. So fall makes me think of football season, right? Many, many of uh-huh. fine folk associate fall with the beginning of football season. Uh-huh. And at my university days, uh, when I was in college, they different fraternities alumni a lot of them would host tailgates outside of football games and these were elaborate huge setups often just the grill all the drinks you can ever think of big lawn chairs of course the cornhole 
the you know the ball bag game all yeah. of this and you know the different fraternity gentlemen but uh, every source all sorts of people had tailgates this was a huge parking lot full of tailgates before the game well one time i got a special invite to a particular fraternity's tailgate oh lucky shout out to the agrs <laughs> but here's the thing i i don't remember what time the football game it probably started at let's say like a 4 30 p.m kickoff right uh-huh i think i had started that day and this was in my youth in my younger days when this could fly i think i started drinking around 9 30 10 a.m and by the time i made it to said tailgate was what it wasn't a brownout wasn't a blackout. It was an orange and blackout because that's the colors of fall and the colors of my university. I was spray. I was tan Erica. So Whoa. Just as orange as, you know, just as tan and orange as could be. I'm sure bronzer everywhere. Wearing an orange shirt really added to the look, I'm sure. And I was blackout drunk. So okay, don't remember everything that happened that day. I do remember there are photos sometimes. Uh, some of this is photographed of me sitting at the base of a tree, like a stump of a tree, and just looking despondent. Like, who who will come get me? Who? How will I live further? Just stealing a child's sippy cup, like as a joke, but definitely did this. And, you know, I was later told I'm no longer invited or allowed back. <gasps> you got I so drunk that you got banned I got frat party from a, a an alumni tailgate a frat alumni, alumni tailgate. tailgate i am no oh, longer because allowed like, you're graduated girl you should know better no 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 the gentlemen throwing it are the alumni okay honestly and they invited college girls i missed that part that's creepy well it's it's all the current members the the college age kids but it's thrown by the rich alumni so that's why there's so much booze and so much food oh, because somebody I else see. is bankrolling it you know i see i see i see I'm just, I'm no longer allowed at the AGR tailgate. Now, have I been to Stillwater, Oklahoma since 2010? No. Do I still think there's probably a photo of me hanging up somewhere <clears throat> saying this girl's not allowed to have a hot dog? <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, I got so drunk, I got banned from the AGR tailgate, which was humiliating. I'm a better person today. I hide my alcohol better. <laughs> yeah, I, that's I, the secret. That's, yeah, I, I'll find these photos of me sitting at a tree stump, just looking despondent. Anyway, that's why I'm trash. Why are you trash? You know, what's funny is that you brought up football season and um, I tried to source some stories for today's fall episode that had at least a little bit to do with football because you're right. A lot of people associate it. Mm -hmm. And as I was doing that, like looking for football stories, I was like, these stories are so boring. Like, I was like, certainly there's got to be something that's trashy that's happened at, mm -hmm. like, a fantasy football thing. And then I, like, went on the Reddit and I went on everything trying to find, like, a trashy story that happened at fantasy football. And everything is like, oh, I drafted a kicker in the first round. And I'm like, literally, <laughs> oh, this is not our content. So, yeah. anyways, I just thought I would share that. Here's why I'm trash. My autumnal season's trash. Um... The knee-high boot is coming back. Yes. Which is great. And certainly ready to give that another try 
because I did wear knee-high boots in the early 2010s because mm-hmm. literally that's how fast fashion is like recycling is that we're in the early 2010s right now. Some might say they never went out of style. Knee-high boots I think is a classic look for sure. Yeah. Um, As long as you're not like pairing over skinny but what else do you put them on and it doesn't matter because this isn't fashion we, fashion we can't get um, into yeah fashion no. fashion fashy fashion fashy fashy sounds like a fascist podcast so oh yeah that's our stalin fan or stalin appreciation podcast it's our history yeah. venture yeah yeah, of yeah course. which is not what we're on right now nope. so when those were pretty popular in the 2000 2010s early early 2010s late aughts i didn't have any money. Very poor, I think. I don't know, but I I wasn't spending my money wisely for sure, if I had any. So I would, but I wanted these boots. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine who, who lived with me, she worked at Nordstrom. Mm. And that's how you know you're poor, is it your friend your roommate who lives at, who works at Nordstrom, even with their discount, you still can't afford it. <laughs> like that's how you know you're pretty poor. But what I could afford was to buy the knee-high boots from like Charlotte Russe mm-hmm. or Wet Seal. Um, if you don't know what these are, think about Forever 21 and how cheap that fast fashion is and then somehow make it cheaper and I less, guess. And qu- less quality. Somehow less quality, somehow. yes. <laughs> I don't even know if Charlotte Russe and Wet Seal are open anymore, but they were... They were definitely a a moment. And so the, cause these knee high boot options that they had were like 15 bucks. And so I would wear, I would buy those. And when I tell you, like, I wonder why it wasn't the decade of serving that has given me plantar fasciitis. It is for sure. The fact that I was wearing these Mm -hmm. knee high Charlotte Russe boots that were like, there was like no soul, probably like there was enough in there of like maybe like you know like the thick packing cardboard like they uh-huh. put that maybe on the heel to give you um just like some loose tar instead of rubber and then maybe like some paper that was like laminated into something that felt like leather like these were the cheapest boots you could ever own on the planet and, but I loved them and I wore them almost every day. I had a black pair and a brown pair mm-hmm. and I would hot glue the heel on to give more because <laughs> it would come off. Of course, you had to, co- you, you became a cobbler. You learned a valuable skill. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Cause you can buy a hot glue gun from the Dollar Tree. So <laughs> Yeah, I'd like, you know, I'm like, oh, this is like a definitely like a black boots night. Warm up the glue gun, you know, glue them back together mm-hmm. from the other last time I wore them mm-hmm. and wear it out for the night. And then usually like as soon as my boots started talking, it means that I need to start walking home because that was enough of the night. They started to wear the way that like um, the crotch of cheap pants will wear. Pilling. Like, yeah, they started to pill, which like leather, I don't even think pleather pills, but yeah, definitely like this uh, fake leather felt mm-hmm. that um, was constructed by who knows in 
the Philippines. I don't, I, it couldn't have, it couldn't have been good. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, uh, in order to keep up with fall fashion in the early aughts, I was like, I gotta, I gotta get those $15 Charlotte Russes and nobody will be the wiser, but they're, yeah, they're coming back in fashion. It's crazy in my head. Our, our winter was so, our winter and spring were so weird this year and probably for the future because of climate change that in my head just now, I was like, maybe I ought to get some of those boots for this winter. And then in my head, I was like, wait, no, we just had winter, but that's not true. No, we just had summer. And like (laughs) PSA, PSA, your boots, your shoes should Mm -hmm. be the most expensive part of your outfit because these should be quality. Now, now we know we have a little bit more money, but we know now we know they should be quality, comfortable, Rather than getting three pairs of like trendy knee high boots, get a solid one that you'll be able to wear for five years and Mm -hmm. then go to a cobbler, get that heel reattached and then go on with it. Like I know, I know our brains, right? I know the, there's sunk cost fallacy. There's like immediacy. There's all of these things that our brain goes, this is this, 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 we should stop so much fast fashion. And this isn't scolding Cassandra from the past. This is... This is she just Erica know. from the press. She didn't. Erica didn't know. Young Erica didn't. Yeah, yeah. But it's that should be a foundational piece, and those should be comfortable because it affects your the way you walk, your back, the way you can sleep. Like everything no, comes I mean, down to the feet. Your neck, your back, your pussy, and your crack all get all affected, affected. by the shit. Now, here's what's crazy. So early aughts. Or early 2010s Cassandra. This is 20, 21, 22, 23, right? Mm-hmm. That's who's wearing these $15 boots. Mm-hmm. Now, these days, 20, 21, 22, 23-year-old Gen Z, they have access to things like a firm where mm, they micro can, credit. Yeah. They can make $15 payments towards more expensive boots. Here's the thing. I don't I hear what you just said, and I and I think you're right for sure that we have to invest money in our shoes. But I think that we should put an asterisk on that. We, as women in our 30s, and I won't tell you where we're at in our 30s, but we as women in our 30s need to invest in more expensive shoes. I don't know that that's great advice for the youths who don't go have access to credit. Save up rather than make four $20 payments over the course of two months, save that $80. And your brain, I watched a thing about this recently, the immediacy of something like a firm where it's like, oh, I can just extend, I'll put on, I'll put this on credit. The immediacy of that is like one, let's say that's like one hit of dopamine and, and satisfaction to our brains. However, the saving for that and the anticipation that you have of can't wait to buy those, can't wait to buy those. Finally, I can buy those. There's so much more dopamine and reward centers that are triggered by that, that delayed gratification. It's hard because you do have to wait, but it is so much better for our brains to do this. And some people, that's an easy thing for them. Some people have ADHD. And if I don't have this thing right now, I'm going to die. But I'm working on it. Okay. I'm working on it. Yeah, I've it's been a hard road for me because I know I knew I had a problem with this kind of stuff when things would show up to my house and I forgot 
I ordered mm. them or they would mm-hmm. sit unopened because I didn't need it as urgently as I thought. But it's not spendy spendy either. So how about we get into our first story? Absolutely. From today.com. Starbucks pumpkin spice latte is back along with two new seasonal drinks. Did you think we could do a fall-themed episode without talking about the PSL in its 20th year? It's 20-year anniversary of the pumpkin spice latte, everybody. I don't does that mean anything to you, Erica? No, I don't care for anything pumpkin spice related. I don't care for pumpkin flavoring. I don't care for coffee. So this does nothing to me. But I know the significance it has to so many women like me, white women in their mid-30s. I know how much this affects so many people. So I'm I'm not going to yuck somebody's yum just because it's not for me. That's uh, that's very brave of you. Very admirable. I, uh, I'm not a really big coffee drinker either. But you know what I will indulge in maybe every three years or so if mm-hmm. I happen to I happen upon it. I'll indulge in a, it's going to sound gross when I say it, because what it's called is a pumpkin steamer, which, wait, doesn't that sound gross? A pumpkin steamer? Absolutely. But is this where you add the steamed milk? Yeah, it's just, it's just the syrup with steamed milk. I, it's like a pumpkin hot chocolate, but no chocolate. Like a month, month and a half into my freshman year of college, somebody told me about steamers. Because I don't drink, I I don't drink any coffee thing, anything. But somebody told me about steamers. There was a place that sold them one hour away, and I skipped a mandatory Monday meeting so I could drive to Tulsa with said friends, get a steamer at a quick trip, as we've talked about in the past, and then we went to a strip club with a group of like four or five friends from my freshman year. Wait, girls, you drove an hour to get a cup of hot milk and then go to a strip club? I didn't. Well, the steamer was was just hot milk. I was no, I was told steamers. You got to get the steamers. I was like, great. Can't wait. Oh, and it was one of those things where I was like, I'm walking in. I'm walking to my room. And they said, get in the car. We're going to quick trip to get steamers. And I was like, guys, I have a meeting. They're like, get in the car, loser. And I was like, okay. On our way to Tulsa, got the steamers. We're like, wow, this is great. We took a photo outside of said quick trip. And then we went to the strip club. For what reason? I don't know. That's... But the steamer was the 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 catalyst, like the, the goal of the trip. A steamer is essentially a sweet milk version of like clam chowder, which is also just hot milk, but with fish in it. I just want to put that out there. I mean, we have to like really break this. Like we're, yeah. we're drinking hot milk. Mm-hmm. With no, it's not a vessel to enjoy coffee, which gives caffeine. Mm-hmm. We're just like, I want to participate. And then the Starbucks flavored, employees. Though. Well, yeah, they are flavor, but like okay. the, ste- the Starbucks employees could literally go, okay, what would you like in your steamer? Uh, sugar syrup or clams? It's like, it's kind of the same thing if we think about what clam. I don't know. I'm just like, yeah. Anyways, I'm upset. My I'm favorite- upset. My favorite Simpsons, one of my favorite Simpsons jokes is in the, uh, <laughs> the Didn't one. Did you say you're going to stop explaining jokes? I'm just going to say the joke. So okay, Homer okay. Simpson's car gets stolen by Barney. He finds it's in New York City. This is a pre 9-11. His car is between the Twin Towers with a boot on it. He has to be there at a certain time 
to get the boot, like pay the tickets and get the boot removed. He's waiting, he's waiting, he's waiting, he's waiting, he's waiting. He's so hungry, so thirsty. So he comes up to a guy and he says, so thirsty, what do you have to drink? And he goes, clam, clam juice or Mountain Dew? And Homer goes, yuck, clam juice, please. As in yuck at the Mountain Dew. And then he has to go to the bathroom in one of the towers, down the tower, da, 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 misses the boot, thinks so he's right. Anyway, da, 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 da. But I always think anytime I hear Mountain Dew, I'm like, yuck, clam juice, please. It's just my favorite. Anyway. So here are the new drinks. We've got the pumpkin spice latte, not new, whatever. There's also the iced pumpkin cream chai tea latte, the pumpkin cream cold brew, and the iced apple crisp oat milk shaken espresso. I I just, I'm sorry I rolled through that so fast, but did you notice a pattern um no what is the pattern help me it's fall and all of their new breakout drinks are iced Mm. wait but there is a macchiato okay you're right it's a returning menu item though it was introduced in 2021 it's an apple crisp oat milk macchiato okay so back in 2021 i think fall was still cold not anymore no, not anymore. So there's three new ice drinks being rolled out into the fall menu. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that it we should it's any surprise that you know that the fall rollout menu is iced. I mean, it's in SoCal, temperatures are not going to go below 70 degrees mm-hmm. until like late November, early December. Oh. Starbucks, do you care to comment? Actually, I've got I've got Brandon from Starbucks on the line. Hold on. Oh, do you? Uh, let me pipe him in. Oh, is it go for Brandon? Mm. <clears throat> Brandon, do you care to comment that the whole new Starbucks menu is all iced? Are you are you saying that Starbucks is acknowledging climate change? Starbucks is a corporation. Uh, our our statement is that we're committed to the service to our customers and providing new and opportunistic drinks. Also, all the all the 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 gays in marketing just love an iced coffee. So that's what that's really what we had to do. Oh, so I'm being homophobic. Starbucks can either confirm nor deny your homophobia, and we're not accusing you of that. Anyway, Brandon, get the fuck. We got it. You're good. Thank you. I really hate that guy. He always tries to pipe in. You know who I hate? Who? Show-offs. We got our next story from the the subreddit, Am I the Asshole? This was, this one submitted as, would I be the asshole, though? So it hasn't happened yet, but they are thinking about it. So this would I be the asshole if I dance at my friend's wedding despite her asking me not to. Here's what I'm going to say. Yes. Someone asks you not to do it, and you do it, probably the asshole. But let's find the nuances in this statement. So, So this person wrote in, my husband and I are competitive ballroom dancers and have danced together since we were children. Weird. <laughs> My friend is getting married, and as a wedding gift, my husband and I have been giving my friend and her husband-to-be private dance lessons for their first dance. Three times a week, we meet up with them for an hour. We work on their routine. They have really improved, and we feel that they're ready for their first dance and beyond. And then they keep meeting us to practice their routine and just keep it locked mm-hmm. in until they don't need anything else. So this is a, a, a woman, or well, I don't know if it's a woman. This is a person and their husband, professional dancers. Here's your gift. 
Um, sorry, I couldn't give you money for your wedding. <laughs> Here's your gift. We're going to teach you guys how to dance. So that's the setup. Right. But the friend said, the friend who's getting married said, hey, I don't want you and your husband dancing at my reception because I feel that you would steal the attention away from me and my beloved husband. And on this day, you're just, you're going to outshine us. So, okay. So you have friends who are professional ballroom dancers and you're being like, yo, you guys dance too well. Don't, don't dance. I mean, and she said, hey, listen, we have no intentions of doing a routine. We'll just kind of do some slow dancing, you know, on the songs. Like we're not going to, we're not going to be too much. But the friend still said no, which makes me feel like she has seen, she's seen something. So the, the, Mm, see, I disagree. What do you mean? I think this bride to be is extremely insecure. And if it's my party, good dancers, get your ass out on the floor. You're not getting a refill on the drink. I'll bring it to you on the floor. I want people to see a, a show and be entertained and like, I want good dancers. I don't need the attention on me. That to me says a very insecure person. I mean, hey, I gave you a microphone at my wedding. Which uh, was a mistake as we've all learned. As we all learned from that one show, but I wasn't insecure that you were going to steal my thunder. So yeah. Here's the thing, though, that I think because so this person goes on to write, I'm honestly shocked by this and I'm hurt. You know, we can easily tone it down to a normal standard of dancing. We do this all the time at other weddings for this very reason. We love dancing. And so anyways, they've been to other weddings and mm-hmm. they've toned it down. So I'm thinking maybe this bride was like, I've seen you at other weddings because we're friends and we have the same friends. Your version of toned down is absolutely insane. And I don't want you to do that. Can I tell you something? Absolutely. World, I went to a friend's wedding, right? Mm-hmm. And that friend, their now spouse, had a cousin. And that cousin and their mother <laughs> were in swing dancing lessons. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's the setup. <laughs> <laughs> okay now and by the way i've talked to my friend about this so i think it's cool to talk about this but i'm still being super vague so it was a it was a destination wedding so there was like a welcome drinks event and then there was the wedding the next day which by the way that welcome drinks event was so lit i woke up the next day for the wedding and i was like oh my god i have to go to another wedding tonight because i drank (laughs) like i was at a wedding the first night um anyways so at the welcome drinks which I knew as soon as people started dancing, I was like, uh-oh, this is a double wedding. A double wedding. Because you don't dance at welcome drinks. But people were too lit. It, it was an open bar. I don't know. It was, it was super fun. I'm Sounds not, awesome. like, complaining. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but so this cousin and their mother began to display their swing dancing abilities, <laughs> which, like... You just look at and you go, okay, um, that's like that's fine, right? Am I overthinking? <laughs> am I overthinking this that like a grown man and his mother swing dancing together is weird? Am I like, am I wrong? Anyways, it doesn't matter. So it was, it wasn't like overtly like sexual. It was just it was swing dancing. So then this cousin 
was like basically like who else wants a ride you know (laughs) kind of energy and he was he was like because swing dancing if you like is very like loop-de-loop and kind of flying around and he was doing this thing with his mother where it was like a dip but the dip he would grasp the nape of his mother's neck and dip her almost entirely to the floor mm-hmm. like all the way down it was and so then he was like started to dance with other women and would then do this same dip to them and you knew it was happening because you would hear a scream out of nowhere and it was always this energy of like trust me i've taken swing dancing lessons did you not see me do this with my own mother and so he finally got his hands on the bride and i was like he's gonna dip her (laughs) i've seen it he's gonna dip he's gonna dip her Mm. and so people then became like almost like the energy of like a trust fall of like we know he we know he's gonna dip her we can't stop it we can't the trains left the station she was too polite to to like decline dancing with him and so when she went down there was like four or five people kind of like light as a feather, stiff as a board, like fingers under her to make sure that she didn't drop all the way, which she didn't. I mean, for all intents and purposes, this guy was very good at swing dancing, but it was definitely like, I didn't see any swinging. I saw maybe one or two instances of swing dancing the next day with his mom. Maybe if someone had spoken to him, but (laughs) I was like, is the welcome drinks anyways I, i've barely uh, been sleeping since my wife got flipped upside down by a swing dancer at a wedding he must have flipped her eight times <laughs> so this reminds me oh my god it was just crazy anyways so you're saying this person would be the asshole if her if them and their husband decided to as ballroom dancers decided to dance at a wedding they were told not to no, I'm saying, I mean, yes, you would be the asshole because the bride asked you to, but I think the bride is in the wrong to make that request. Yeah. They, I was just going to say, I was, at a, I was at a wedding within the last year and there was someone dancing and I don't know if they took a break. They danced and they danced well. They danced Are you talking hard. about my wedding? Uh, and <laughs> was it, <laughs> were you talking about my wedding? Yeah. Anyway, so on the talking, next- was was the person wearing red? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Person is awesome. That's whose she's- wedding I'm going to in a couple weeks. She's so I'm fun. She's- imagine. Yes. Good imagine time. how they're going to dance at their own wedding. Oh my god. No, we knew that. We knew that going in. Everyone was like, "Yo, get ready," because <laughs> like when she's at weddings, she goes. She didn't care if she even knows the people. <laughs> She goes, and I was like, hey, I'm kind of like that, too. And, but this was, like, way out of my league. We were yeah. out of our depths. It was, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. On to the next story. Anyways, the- okay. So, yes. <laughs> from the NewYorkPost.com. <laughs> How apple and pumpkin picking turned into a parent's worst nightmare. This mother's 
this mother, I guess we can use their name because they're social media and they, it's not like they did anything wrong. So Stacy Wallenstein dreads fall uh, because... As soon as the closed-toed shoes and the smell of pumpkin spice starts to surface, the panic sets in. That's an opening line to an article. That's how you get the reader's attention. <laughs> yeah, truly. Inevitably, someone's going to bring it up. It's going to happen, said Wallenstein, a 43-year-old Long Island mom of three. Now, is this a, a dentist appointment? Uh, uh, you know, what, what could be this thing that's so dreadful? Apple picking. She, who, she's kvetched about the autumnal activity on her blog, The Mint Chip Mama. She said, can we just drop the charade? This article goes on to basically, have you been apple picking? No, but we're looking to go this far. <clears throat> All right. Well, you know, my in-laws, my mother-in-law has brought up that she enjoys apple picking. And so I thought to myself, like, I should make that happen for mm -hmm. her. That'd be nice. She's a nice yeah. lady. I like to do, you know, she's my family. Now I want to do things for her. Mm -hmm. But I read this article and essentially it's like, you're you're paying like $5 an apple when all is said and done, which is enough for a bag of apples. And it's super hot because of climate change. And it's just usually like a bunch of unruly toddlers or bored, angry teenagers. And everyone is just there for an Instagram photo. Can you imagine being a farm worker, being a farmer, no. being a worker, and this is your job every day you get up, crack a dawn to pick apples and then some asshole from the city and oversized scarves come and are like, <laughs> take a photo of me whimsically plucking this apple into my ornate wooden woven basket. And you're like, you guys want to shovel the donkey shit too whimsically? Because that's, that's the next chore I have to do at my job. Like just living your farm girl fantasy without the 4 a.m., wake up and the dirt under your fingernails it yeah yeah so basically these seasonal outings suck <laughs> there's a popular comedian simon holland not that popular i've never heard of them um, <laughs> i didn't have to do that i didn't have to slam them like this anyways he said on twitter why would I spend $5 on a bag of apples at the store when I can wear four warm fall clothes in 88 degree weather and pay $36 for our family to pick them ourselves? You know what? He's Good idea. <laughs> yeah. There's also uh, pumpkin patches have a similar like vibe that just kind of sucks because some people are saying like, and this is like some East Coast shit because they have like public transportation. I can't relate in LA, but they're talking about bringing the pumpkins home on the train which i'm like the what but i guess that's a problem for some people uh i mean it's like yeah i get it it looks nice in photos but i'm like i i mean we're looking into it we're gonna do it <laughs> yeah i mean tell me tell me how it goes i still again i might do this for mm -hmm. my mother-in-law still yeah. and you know <laughs> suffer but the farmers have, or a farmer has uh, defended a lot of this, like pricing, saying that, you know, the DIY pickers usually get small quantities compared to wholesale. And so they have to be priced accordingly. And mm -hmm. people are paying for an experience. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. basically, 
nanny, nanny, boo, boo. If you don't like it, grow your own apple tree, <laughs> grow your own orchard. You know, this, this thought of picking apples makes me tired. Let, let's take a break. Okay. I'm Jeff. I'm Rich. And I'm Max. Are you a fan of sitting? What about looking? Maybe even, dare I say, observing? Then do we have a podcast for you. Welcome to TV Pilot's License, where we talk about the most famous and infamous pilot TV episodes of all time. Each episode, we go in-depth on what made our favorite TV show so special or despised in our hearts. We're covering everything from girls to golden girls. From the newsroom to news radio. From housewives to desperate housewives. So come fly with TV Pilot's License every Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, Erica. Did you have a nice break? I I had such a lovely break. Absolutely. That's so good to hear. And I wanted to take this opportunity as we are doing a fall episode. I'd love to ask a pretty important question. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. So if I may, there is this thing that's being pointed out on the internet, which is that there is a difference between fall girls mm-hmm. and halloween girls oh and yeah before you say anything i know that we all might just be able to identify as hybrids and you know whatever but let's just say that the end of the world was coming mm-hmm. and you were on you know who, whomever your creator's doorstep is mm-hmm. and you know this creator she asked you not a content creator but the female god mm-hmm. asked you what type of trashy girly are you? Like from mm-hmm. September to November, like are you a fall girly or are you a Halloween girly? Yeah. Um do you know? I you know, I feel like I don't know. Like I I, I need some okay. parameters cuz like I okay. I have an image but I don't know if that's like correct, you know. Well, I I took some time this week and I wrote up some classifications. You know, I, I really did a lot of research, sociology. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am, I am a soci. I'm, I'm not a sociologist, but I am a sociologist in fall mm-hmm. law. Um, yeah, in fall law, yeah, in fall law. So I think by the end of getting through this, you know, so I think by the time we get through the end of this, we can determine what we are. Okay, sounds great. Sounds great. I love it. Love it. Maybe the listeners can also. Write in and tell us what they are, or maybe we can do a poll on Instagram. Ooh, I love a poll. Sounds great. Yeah. And that Instagram is at Trashy Trashy Pod, as always. All right. So here's five things that say that you might be a fall girl. Okay. So number one, a lot of clothing. I'm talking layers of sweaters, Mm -hmm. scarves, wide-brimmed hats. You know you're Mm -hmm. guilty of those. (laughs) Beanies. Knee-high boots, you know, like beiges, browns, like the kind of outfit that says, I know that global warming is taking place and there's only like four places in America where I can dress like this, but I don't care. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm taking that in. I'm taking that in. Okay. So the next is Utah curls, the perfectly broad curled long hair that somehow doesn't get messed up. In the elements, even though every non-fall girl around them has no such luck. A fall force field, if you will, that protects the Utah curls. The slightly brushed out long curls with face framing layers, of course. I have, I've had long hair before. I've never, ever 
Mm-mm. been able to get this look without a blowout, but some people can do it every day. And fall girls are those people. Mm-hmm. You know, most people have extension. Like it's so, like everyone that has like good hair on Instagram, like 98% of them have extensions. Cause I'm trying to recreate these looks. I'm trying to do these things. And I'm like, Oh, you have eight times as much hair as I do. Cause you're wearing extensions and that's okay. But it, it just the deception makes me so mad. Yeah, I, I've recently given myself like some panic bangs and um, they look OK, but like I'm not like loving them with my short mm-hmm. hair. Mm-hmm. And I realize I watch the I watch New Girl like once a year. Just kind of as a, It's just therapeutic for me. And every time I watch it, I'm like, I gotta get those bangs. And I finally did it this year. And I was like looking and I was like, okay, well, I can let my hair grow out a bit and they look, might look better. But then I'll just see scenes of Zoe's hair. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this bitch has four pounds of fake hair in right now. Because, and you know it because from episode to episode, the amount of hair that she appears to have differs based on <laughs> what look they're doing like if she had that much hair while it's down mm-hmm. why does she not have the biggest ponytail you know it's all it's lies and deception it's lies and deception but the next fall girl classification is and we talked a little bit about this before but this is pumpkin spice everything like mm-hmm. yes the latte it's a given but if you go into trader joe's i mean honestly probably starting now in mid-September, there's they have pumpkin everything in Trader Joe's. So a fall girl is like aggressively driving through the Trader Joe's parking lots and panic buying every box of pumpkin Pop-Tarts while explaining to the cashier, I have no choice but to buy every box because Trader Joe's always runs out. Winston may be a fall boy. Oh! <laughs> because there is a pumpkin cheesecake ice cream Uh uh-huh that ralph sell he discovered it last fall i think he may be the only person consuming this ice cream but he'll buy it oh if it's on sale we gotta gotta get two but it was all made last year like they're not it's not like they're restocking they're they bought so much nobody else wanted this and then like winston's like oh thank god they they had my ice cream again and i'm like babe they have your exactly your ice cream. No one else is coming into this looking for that ice cream. It's so funny, but he gets it every time. And I even talked to the manager one time. They were, you know, at my checkout stand, and I just was like, <laughs> "Hey, that uh, pumpkin spice or that pumpkin cheesecake ice cream." And he's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Gonna be getting more of that in soon." He's like, "Oh, we've got a bunch in the back. <laughs> Don't think there's That's new ones so- getting off the truck." It's the same stop. Anyway, he loves it. I love it. that. I love that paranoia. I just I've gone to pump uh, to Trader Joe's and looked for these pumpkin pop tarts before, mm-hmm. and they'll be sold out. And I'll ask an employee, and they're like, "Up, oh, sold out." And I'll go, "Oh, fall girls, shit, they beat me here." Yeah. Oh, you know what a, a fall girl absolutely loves? Hmm. She is a freak for leaves. Yes, number four. Yes. So she is a. You know, watch a tree die in front of their eyes. Trump, to watch a tree die in front of their eyes is better than any sexual experience a fall girl has ever had. Probably because mm. of their lame ass husbands. 
girl sorry i didn't write i didn't write it but i was thinking it so i'm glad that you're reading in between the lines and i like that about you subtext the subtext yeah. is you know a, a tree turns yellow orange red starts to drip and it's like if they don't snap a picture of every one of them they might die they might die. Yeah, they yeah. might die. I think the last qualification for a fall girl is it's very possible that they are maybe a hey girly boss babe who <laughs> is her own boss in an MLM because mm -hmm. she is a babe who bosses. Mm -hmm. It's not a guarantee, but I do think that if we look at MLM girls and fall girls. That's almost a perfect circle of Venn diagrams. And I'm thinking about it really hard. I think like Christmas girls, which I am definitely a Christmas kind of girl. Mm -hmm. um, why can't we say Merry Christmas in this country? I'm just in I'm just Biden's America. <laughs> please, please, please celebrate any holiday that you want. I just like Christmas. But Christmas girlies, uh, you know, spring kind of super bloom girls, Valentine's Day girls are never in the same amount of MLMs, mm -hmm. I think, as a fall girl. There is a creator on TikTok. I don't remember her name. I'll link it in the show notes, though, when this comes out, that she made a spreadsheet, an Excel spreadsheet, Google Sheets, who knows, whatever. She made an Excel sheet of tracking the girls from her high school who and the MLMs that they're in and being like, oh... Uh, the girls that joined Herbalife were the mean girls in high school, and they're mm -hmm. most likely to marry a cop. This is the, so people were getting upset with her. So then people started adding. Her, she has all. So she has now has data on like fifty two hundred MLM people, and is recording yeah. data about which MLMs and all these things. And it's fascinating. She has blown up. That's a fall girl. Now, yeah. what's what's a Halloween girl? Yes, what's a Halloween okay. girl? Okay, so if you're if you're not feeling fall girl, which maybe you are, but like let's just let's give the Halloween girlies a chance. So number one, these are in no particular order, but number one is you, they over decorate their house, mm -hmm. and I say over decorate because let's be honest, do people put Halloween decorations up outside? Sometimes yes, especially oh my god, if you're in this, if you're in the uh, Los Angeles area and you want to see some freak shit, go drive your ass through Burbank and Toluca Lake because these people go absolutely morbid for Halloween. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about like indoor <laughs> Halloween decorations, going up in a house that there will be no party. Because if you decorate paper your bats, Halloween trees, uh, yes, yes, yes. Like, I mean, Michaels, Target, Costco, Dollar Tree, like anything that's got their spooky stuff out. And and the, you mentioned the Halloween tree, like they will. That's an act of defiance towards Christmas. Yeah. And like they, you know, they'll post on their Instagram a lot yeah. about it. They have, they're spending money they don't have on this stuff. That is like prime Halloween girly. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, let's see. They also refer to themselves as a witch at least once during the fall equinox and winter solstice. Between those two, between the fall equinox and the winter solstice, they will refer to themselves as a witch at least <laughs> once. At least. 
she will also use the words fall equinox, winter solstice. I mean, that's some witch-ass language. Um, she might tell you about a ghost lover she had in the past. And, you know, her therapist doesn't even believe it's real, but she'll shrug her shoulders and just be like, y'all just don't get it. Y'all just don't get it. There's a scene in, I want to say either the, it's the first Sex in the City movie mm-hmm. where Carrie shrugs her shoulders and kind of like does her little like, mm, you don't get it. Or mm-hmm. maybe it's, I don't know. It's iconic and it's so rude. And like you rewatch Sex in the City and you know that Carrie has just always been wrong and one of the worst friends and people yes, ever. A hundred percent. So that's the kind of energy you'll get from a Halloween girly, I think. Like, I don't yeah. know that you did have a ghost lover. Okay. But his name was Sebastian Equestrian and he was no <laughs> You're just saying that I woke up at three AM in full orgasm and it wasn't a ghost. Okay. Okay. Uh, Sebastian Equestrian I, Sebastian Equestrian I (laughs) will laugh about this tonight when he wakes me up. But speaking of ghosts and stuff, uh, uh, number three, a Halloween girly will expose herself to unnecessarily scary things. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, true crime, which girls will do that all year, but like super like scary horror movies, maybe foreign horror movies, which I think we all know that movies made in other countries are always 10 times scarier for some reason. Haunted houses, you Mm -hmm. know, there was a haunted house in LA. I want to say it was like four or five years ago where you had to sign, you had to sign something like Mm a A waiver. Yeah, a waiver saying that you wouldn't sue because this whole haunted houses like thing was they were going to like waterboard you and yeah. like yeah. really like try to scare you and think that you're dying. Yeah. And it was sold out. Like Oh yeah. I, uh, a friend of ours has tickets to like a hundred and sixty dollar haunted house. And I was on the list of like, Do you wanna go? And I was like, Well, in Biden's America, who can afford that? But would I go for the scare? Yeah. Yeah, I could. Absolutely. A very good friend of mine acts every mm-hmm. year in one of those $160 uh, haunted houses. And like you get dinner and wine and you're sitting. It's like you and like 15. I ha- I did one of their run throughs. Mm. Um, so I got to do it for free. And I just want to say this. I was not adequately warned that this was going to be scary i thought that i was going to an immersive play i did not realize i was going to hell for two hours so we they didn't feed us dinner and they gave us water because this was the free run through group but we still had to sit there and watch them do their back and forth you know at the table with us and interact with us and then you get selected like they depending on where you're seated there's like a track that you end up on mm-hmm. and the track i ended up on my friend was like must have arranged for me to end up on her track you know so i could experience what she was going to do and it ended up with me being left in a bathtub this is in a house in like hancock park left in a bathtub uh for sure like with her while she's doing her monologue at me, which I'm like, it's really hard. She's like one of my best friends. And I'm like, 
I and I'm I'm already past my tolerance of like I wanted to be like, hey, can you cut this for one second? Why did you bring me here? Um, but I let her do her little monologue. It was really good. She's very talented. And then she takes me out into the hallway and I'm walking past all these rooms. And I know because of the story that's been set up that one of these rooms, if I look into it, there's going to be someone hanging in there. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. I'm so mad. I saw it and I was like, and I was pissed and I was holding her hand because that's what you're supposed to do to get out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I can't see very well in the dark. And I literally was like, bitch, I can't see in front of me. If you let me fall down these fucking stairs, (laughs) I'm never going to forgive you. And that was when she finally broke character a little bit. She was still in character. She's like, shut up. You'll be fine. (laughs) It was, it was so scary. And one person gets stuck. Like they let everybody leave. And one person like literally has to run. Anyways, it's called the willows. If you want to do it, it's called the willows. They do it every year. That's happening this year. It's really, really scary. But the second half of that whole thing is that the Halloween girly will pay to do these things and then like bake like ghost and skeleton cakes and baked goods as if that's like cute and not just a huge trauma response to the things that she's actively doing to herself. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So another thing we've observed about Halloween girl Cass, she's, she's such a deep thorough researcher. I'm just reading the research she's, she's provided with statistics and numbers and all these things. Of course. A Halloween girl will never leave the house in less than winged eyeliner and lipstick, but she can take those things up to full sugar school of, full sugar skull full of makeup within two hours if needed. Of course. She's ready. She's capable to do multiple looks and costumes throughout the month. And if you don't like wearing costumes for Halloween, she'll publicly shame you and tell everyone how you're not a fun person, you're uptight, and you're probably homophobic. Can I, did I ever tell you about the time I did, I did an audition in like half sugar school makeup? Oh, this sounds so familiar. Tell it again. Guys, okay. I had an audition to be someone that it was like a revenge thriller type thing where this woman has someone has been harmed i don't remember the exact context but she is now as a trauma response taken to the the, the, you know halloween blah 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 she is taken to full sugar skull face and is seeking revenge on the people that like did her wrong or her family this is the role this is the role i'm auditioning for her and so i wear black jeans, black tight tank top, leather jacket on top of it, black boots. And they said, we really want to, we really want to get the character. And so I did like half sugar skull, like blacked out the eyes and some dots. Like it was so inappropriate. So I showed up to this audition and I start to read with someone and it was a woman. I was reading with a woman, even though the role was, I was supposed to be interacting with a man. Mm-hmm. And the person I was reading with, the director was like, no, you know what? I, I just, I'm not feeling it. I'm not getting it. I need a man. So he stepped in. And so I'm reading Ugh. with him in this costume. I look so absurd. And did I put that on in the parking lot? No, I drove. I drove from my house to the audition in this makeup. And so we have to do this scene. We did it probably six or seven times because the energy would be different with a man. And I was just like, I hope I don't get this. I should not get this. I'm going to leave. This is inappropriate. I did not realize she's supposed to be Hispanic. Somehow, somehow I missed that part. I was like, (laughs) I need to leave. I never got that part. But then I had to drive home in this makeup. Anyway, anyway, I'm not homophobic. I'll tell you that much because I commit. I'll do a costume. 
number five, you know, this is, again, like we talked about a fall girly in the Venn diagram with MLMs. I'm going to say the Venn diagram is pretty tight on uh, a Halloween girly and being a Disney adult. Disneyland decorated for Halloween, the Haunted Mansion, like, engorges their sexual organs. Absolutely. Like, yep. Really, really, really like it. They mm-hmm. really like it. Yeah. So after all that research, yeah, yeah. again, a lot of us are hybrids, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, the world is not black and white, but let's say it is. Mm-hmm. Do you think... You've already you've already outed Winston as being a fall boy, and I I'm gonna just go ahead and say that I think Taylor is also a fall boy because mm-hmm. I know that bitch will take out his phone and take a picture of some trees. <laughs> I just I just know it. Like I haven't seen it with my own eyes. Yeah, but like I guarantee you know. Tea, if we were in New England and we got a high enough on a mountain. I'd keep walking and I'd turn to my right and I'd see that he was gone because he was stopped to take a tree, like tree picture. I just know it. But you, are you a Halloween girl or are you a fall girl? Given the parameters and the deep research that you've provided and there is no hybrids, this is a black and white situation. I'm a Halloween girl. Wow. Winston's anniversary is October 31st. Now, what came first? The, The name Halloween, All Hallows Eve or our anniversary? Who can say? Mm, you guys but have been together a long time, so eons, decades, generations, uh, centuries. Yeah, so uh-huh. I'm a I'm a Halloween girl. Given the research that you've provided, I am a Halloween girl. And what about you, Cassandra? Who are you? After doing all the research, although I already kind of had a a sneaky suspicion of what I was, this has confirmed. You know, like when you think you have something wrong with you, and then you Google it, and you're like, "Well, it's true. I do have cancer." <laughs> I can say with complete certainty that I am a Halloween girl as well. Wow. Wow. Two two fall boys and two Halloween girls. How, just making it in this world, you know? Opposites attract, baby. Opposite, <laughs> but because look, if you're listening to this, I'm on vacation right now and I already have put it out in the world that I'm going to decorate for Halloween when I get home from vacation. And I'm getting home and vacation within the month of September. The ceramic pumpkins, I've already gone up at my house. One of the first gifts that I ever gave my husband was I bought him tiny pumpkins from Trader Joe's to decorate his condo. And crazy enough, it kind of freaked him out because we'd only been on like three or four dates and I was like, here's some pumpkins. I think I even made like a crazy joke of like, so that if we don't work out, every time you think, like, look at them, you'll think of me. That's funny. I'm pretty sure that it was funny. But for him, who didn't know how funny I was yet. Right, right. Was like, um, <laughs> I put him on like, here for your fireplace. Beep, 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 beep. That's really great. Look, I'm a Halloween girl. What can I say? No, listen. Can I say? Winston oh, is in you a, know what's great. Oh, sorry, oh, go ahead. No, Winston is oh, in hold a, on. I, I want to get this out before you yeah, say yeah. it because okay. I just thought of it. Crazy also, and maybe why he's a fall boy, but our anniversary is on the fall equinox, September 21st. Wow. Wow. Well, wow. Not like our wedding anniversary, but like our dating one. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. Winston is in a band called Drac and the Swamp Rats. 
where he is Frankenstein. Yes. Year round. 365, he's Frankenstein. And so even that, and our anniversary is on Halloween, I still think he's a fall boy. So, yeah. Hey, you know what? Like, you can try to be a Halloween boy, but (laughs) that that pumpkin spice ice cream... You can't, you can't lie about cream. that. You can't lie. You can't lie. And you know what else can't lie? Ads? Consumerism? This message from our sponsors. They would never lie to us. <laughs> or you, listener. Welcome back to the show, my Halloween girly. Hey, you're welcome. But you know the the smell in the air, the autumnal Christmas, but I'm also... I'm getting a whiff of, of, of fire roasted. Oh my goodness. Do you know what time it is? Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. I smell too. It's time for the dumpster fire of the week. Oh my God. From USA Today, dog days of summer, expect to see Halloween stuff in stores earlier and earlier each year. I saw Halloween stuff in July. Same. Yeah. Yep. Yep. When I was at um, Hobby Lobby buying felt, which I, I, again, I'm not, uh, I'm not perfect. Um, You know, we already talked about it on another episode, so I'm not going to defend myself, but they had, they had their Christmas stuff out, which was abhorrent. Um, But then they had fall things mm-hmm. out i did I, I can't remember if i said this on the podcast or not but like they are not even acknowledging that halloween is a holiday they yeah. have pumpkins mm-hmm. and you know all of the halloween garb and maybe the halloween colors but there's no skulls or goblins or you know there's pumpkin carving kits of course. But like nothing says Halloween. But I I'm like, damn, like I am really the bad guy for shopping here because like they're not even acknowledging that Halloween exists. That's how Christian they are. Yeah. Would you if someone do, do you oh god, this is horrible. I was going to make a joke and I was going to say if someone put a gun in your face, would you deny Halloween? Do you do you remember uh, in yes, certain Christian circles. Column. Yeah, that fake co- Columbine thing. Yeah, let's not make that joke, but I know okay. what you're talking about. <clears throat> <clears throat> uh, but in real craft stores like Joann's and Michael's, uh, yeah, the Halloween stuff is it's Mm-mm-mm. out. Target, it's out. And then it's like Halloween, 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 and then like two aisles of clearance summer stuff, even though I can't emphasize this enough. It is 90 degrees. <laughs> oh so it's you know it's it's crazy so halloween is coming earlier and earlier that's right many stores are saving off stocking up to at least like august early early september but a lot of them have been popping up as soon as the first or second week of july it says michael's anytime after july 7th it had halloween stuff Mm -hmm. and home goods they have an entire tab dedicated to Halloween on their website and then they'll have it all in stores soon or probably, I mean, by the time this podcast is out, it's for sure there, but Mm -hmm. it, I want everyone to know that if you've walked into a place and went really with this Halloween stuff, 
you're not crazy. There is studies about this and as same with Halloween and Christmas. And if you think it's coming earlier and earlier, it is. Mm -hmm. And like the crazy thing is that it's not going to stop doing this unless there's a shortage of demand and there's still not. Yep. So Joel Davis is the executive director of the David F. Miller Retail Center of University of Florida's Warrington College of Business. And that's he's, a big, long title. That's a big old long title for Joel Davis. But he <laughs> says, shopping for holidays like Christmas used to be a pretty last minute ordeal. In the early 1900s, Christmas shopping was basically done a few days before. The family would gear up, go to the retail area, they'd shop for Christmas presents, and then they would go home. But today, it's changed. So it really leading into World War One, World War One. Which did you know that was started because of a sandwich? I feel like you've told me that before. Maybe I have. Maybe I haven't. So basically, there was the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand is what kicked off World War One, which led to World War Two. Blah blah blah. The state we're in today, there were multiple assassins on on this Archduke's route, right? There were people, okay, you're here, I'm there, I'm there. At the first attempt, something happened and a bomb, the fuse was too long, so it didn't go off, but it did rattle some stuff and some of his guards got hurt. So they had to avert and make a different route. Well, they got so lost that eventually um, all the assassins were like, oh, I guess like, I guess he's not going to come by. So one of the gentlemen's was stopped by a deli, went in and got a sandwich. And because he was hungry <laughs> and was at a sandwich, the Duke's car, Archduke's car, was like driving by. And he was like, oh, shit, that's the guy I'm supposed to kill. Great, I got a sandwich and this guy's here. So essentially, had everything gone to plan, he wouldn't have been in the spot and it might not have happened. I mean, it was a powder keg, like probably going to happen eventually. But basically, because he stopped to get a sandwich, he was right in front of it and he was able to do the assassination. Call the butterfly effect, if you will. Wow. You know, if you don't get yeah. the sandwich, then maybe World War One doesn't happen. Like, yeah. which maybe would have been okay. But the reason World War One is coming up right now is because that is when it started to have a push to have people do shopping earlier in order to relieve the burden on the supply chain, which makes sense in World War One wartime, mm -hmm. and it just sort of like stayed that way, even though we're not in. I mean, we 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 are kind of just in war all the time now, but <laughs> it's it's it is what it is. Yeah. But I don't necessarily know that like post COVID twenty twenty three that we can really say that the Christmas shopping needs to be done earlier because of a supply chain issue that isn't being created by the companies themselves to sure. falsify demand <sighs> again. Mm -hmm. God, I hate big corporations and government. So retailers make up to 30% of their annual sales during the holiday season now. But they are trying to expand that time frame of buying in order to bolster the product, in order to bolster the product and things like that. So in the United States, Thanksgiving is a barrier to the start of that season, typically the, hol the, the Christmas season. But, you know, Thanksgiving really has few decor, but that's where Halloween comes in. I was in, so Japan in the last like 10 to 15 years has really gotten into japan or into halloween mm -hmm. i was in tokyo which is cool in 2016 and as i like to put it and this is culturally incorrect i'm sure but i said japan just got halloween 
But they <laughs> were, I mean, every building, every retail building in Tokyo, it seemed like had orange, black, purple. McDonald's over there had Halloween fries. And we were there at the beginning of October. Wow. Maybe cool. late September. It, but it was these fries and they were just regular fries, but they had this orange dipping sauce and then honey and a black dipping sauce. And honey on fries, game changer. But everything was Halloween. Halloween, Halloween, because they don't have things like Thanksgiving. and But it was huge. And now it's like getting bigger and bigger every year in, in Japan. But interesting. It's just like how England starts Christmas like November, because again, they don't have Halloween. Yeah, it's, or, I it's mean, funny that like, they don't have, oh, sorry, they don't have Thanksgiving. So it's like, it starts. Yeah, it's funny that, that Thanksgiving is, is viewed as a barrier, especially considering like, the context of thanksgiving like it might be okay to like stop celebrating that one but it whatever um if it keeps me from my christmas i will stop thanksgiving i will stop at nothing that will stop me from my christmas that's I mean, me I being a patriot for christmas and it's like you can pry thanksgiving out of my cold dead hand i'm sorry yeah no anyway anyway that's just the characters i thought of so retailers are looking for opportunities and they're trying to drive and create a holiday and demand so that they can make, so they can make that Christmas money three months earlier. And they got to make that so, Christmas nut. You know what I mean? We got to get yeah, that Christmas Yeah, they got to get their nut. Christmas nut. <laughs> so the holiday season used to just be November and December, and now it is expanded to definitely include October mm-hmm as well Mm -hmm. so i mean they're basically those economists and you know people with really long titles are saying if they didn't make money doing it they wouldn't do it Mm -hmm. so like if you have a problem with it look at look at the mass culture like there's there's demand and now they're using like fucking ai Mm -hmm. things to like plan their assortments and things like that so we'll see if that if that makes any sort of difference but Here's what it's respond to. Oh, go ahead. No, you say your part. Sorry. No, no, no. Here's what I need. And I need more of them. So speaking of like a, a, you know, retail stores, 12 foot skeletons for your yard. I need more of them. I've only seen a couple out in the wild. That's not enough. I need the big skeletons. Yeah. You're not spending enough time in Burbank. That's true. They have them here. The big, the big skeleton was it? It's a Home Depot, Home Depot, yeah, uh, product. But they're starting to get very large things at Costco now too. Thank God. The people in Burbank, they bought them. They are here. The giant skeletons are here. There's a house in Burbank that literally buys AM radio time to. So that when you're by their house, you s- dial to this AM radio and there's spooky ambiance movie like music to match the fake thunder and lightning lights that they have that on their scary ass looking house. That makes me so happy. My friends used it, to live in a neighborhood with one of those Christmas houses that does the display, yes. the, the moving light display and like. Their neighborhood entry was like super hard to get into because so many people drive by. Yeah, there's a lot of great 
maybe as it gets closer, I can start. I, I probably shouldn't post these people's address, but also like they post it themselves. I don't know. Like, why would you do all this if you don't want people to find you? But there's so many homemade haunted houses that have lines around the block mm-hmm. in Burbank and Toluca Lake. I lived in high school. My first, like our first place in Burbank, one of the people in the quadplex that we lived in was a special effects person. And he put out a lot of Halloween decorations to like that one of them like legitimately scared me because they it was a body from hanging from the tree and I, people love it yeah and pat oswald has a whole bit on burbank <laughs> like <laughs> and and they're super scary halloween times but yeah they are saying that this trend of going this early is a little bit to do with the pandemic because people were bored and needed something to do. And so like decorations in general mm-hmm. of like our tiny prisons really went up a lot. Mm-hmm. And now we're in this kind of post pandemic endemic world or whatever. And it hasn't stopped us yet. Although I will say maybe this year, again, maybe it's just LA that's having a hard time, but Biden's America, maybe people won't be buying as much. I don't know anybody, like we said this on the last show, like, I don't know anybody who's working. So, yeah. Yep. 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 I, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but where I live, my favorite people in my neighborhood, I've never spoken a word to them. I don't even know what they look like. There's a tree outside of their apartment window that they run lights to every year and they wrap the lights around this tree and then the string <laughs> plugs into their apartment. And they do this every year come Christmas time. And I go, you know what? You're the hero this neighborhood deserves and needs. Thank you so much for that. There's uh, the best Halloween decorations, I think, are in your neighborhood. And it's how people park um, and double park. <laughs> it's so scary. That is that is some of the scariest shit I have ever seen. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Truly Mm. terrifying. It is. It's so so scary. It's so scary. But Cass, what are you hoarding? Well, speaking of uh, really liking Halloween decorations, but not having two two nickels to rub together, I'm a big fan, um, and I'm hoarding it, of do-it-yourself Halloween decor. Mm -hmm. Now, again, this this episode's coming out in mid-September, but I'm decorating soon, so I don't feel like it's that... If if these stores can profit on Halloween coming early... Why can't the Trashy Trashy podcast? Thank you. So I love a DIY Halloween decor. I'm talking like go to the Dollar Tree and get some pool noodles because they sell them all year. <laughs> and that's not a joke. Some spray paint. Spray them black. Like cut them, in, cut them in pieces. Spray it black. Hot glue them together. Get some cheap tea lights and some hot glue to make it look like and the like running and stuff, and now you have a, a spooky candle set for like less than uh, I don't know however much that costs, fifteen bucks. Wow. Or what I've done in the past is I've traced an outline of a bat, mm-hmm. like a cartoon bat, onto a piece of paper, and then I cut it out, and then I go to the Dollar Tree and I buy construction paper for a dollar. 
And then I use all the black construction paper, or maybe mm-hmm. the orange, and I just cut this bat out a bunch of times. And then I put little bats all over my apartment. Wow. Halloween decor doesn't have to be some cash cow thing for these giant retail stores. You can enjoy Halloween and not give your money to these big stores if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can also do it. It's your business, not mine, but sure. just saying. I love it. Purim, what do you- Halloween, love anything that is, let's dress up. You know, that's just me. Big time. What are you hoarding? Big scarves. Huge ones. The ones that are- But you're not a fall girly? 10 inches across and, and, wow. and seven foot long, six foot, four foot long. I- I- the Lenny Kravitz. The Lenny Kravitz. Like a big, wide scarf. Oh, uh-huh. I got one for last year, but it was never cold enough. To wear of course it. not. But I love it. I love it so much. I want to, it's big, big scarf. Like I want comically large scarf. Like I want to look like an Olsen twin in 2008. Wow. Big scarf. You know what I'm saying? Ah, that's me. Do you know how to knit? No. Would someone sit with me and teach me? I could teach you how to knit. I would love that. Or I could sit with you while we watch a YouTube. I mean, I know how to knit, but like we could watch a YouTube video that teaches a person how to knit. And Mm -hmm. then I could just be there to run defense if you screw it up. Yeah. My mom crochets. She's to crochet I can do that too. Yeah. But knitting. Knitting. I'd like to knit or crochet. I'd like to do those things. I, I, I need to be more dexterous with my hand. I'm just saying that like in the essence of my DIY fall Halloween decor, you could also, you could make yourself as big of a scarf as you want. An endless scarf. It's like Olive Garden's never ending pasta. I just want a scarf that just keeps going. Like you think she's done. She's still walking. She's still walking. The scarf's still behind her. It's coming. It's coming. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a train. Yes. 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 Great. Yeah. What are you throwing out? I'm throwing out, I'm not throwing out fall weddings or weddings as a concept. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I am throwing out the fact that if you are not, um, rail thin and in your early twenties, or you are not, um, in your sixties to seventies, there is no clothing for us anymore to wear to formal events. Mm. Like, Mm-hmm. If you don't, if you have boobs at all, tough noogies, because I've been trying to find things to wear to these weddings that I have to go to or these events, whatever. But like, you know, this specific, I got a wedding coming up and I want, I rent from newly and I want the best newly I can get. And I just can't find anything that you can wear a bra with. And I We've talked about it before. Me and Erica, we have heavy hangers. We need <laughs> to wear bras. And swing and tatties have to wear a bra. You can't just let those loose at someone else's wedding. And I can't find anything to save my life. And I've looked at other sites, not just like, I'm like, okay, I can't find it on Newly. Can I find it somewhere else? And I even, that's why I'm not just throwing up fall weddings or weddings in general. It's the fashion industries, but. Before my wedding, which was in March, I had friends say similar things when I was like, hey, what are you going to wear? Like, Mm -hmm. they were like, I can't find anything, girl. Like, everything has, like, 
either the straps, like it's a spaghetti strap, or the back is super low. No matter what, the fashion industry does not want us wearing bras, and but like not in a feminist way. Yeah. <laughs> because if you go, if you're someone who feels like you need a bra or it's uncomfortable to be without a bra, the fashion industry is you're they're not counting you. Mm-hmm. They don't want you. Mm-mm. So yeah, it's just I'm I, falling. I'm yeah throwing up formal formal wear for females right now that have larger than like an A cup. And if you have smaller boobs and you're like living for this, power to kudos. you. Yeah, I'm glad you're having your moment, but like this sucks. I let me send you a couple photos of some things and let me get you know I've paused my newly because I have no money mm-hmm. but let me let me make a closet for you let me just throw okay. some suggestions your way because I I'm pretty good about having to not wear a strapless bra <laughs> but I'm I've I've got some I've got some uh, aces in my pocket you know what I mean I've got some do you know some... how to tape your titties no as we learned at your wedding no. <laughs> Bro, I can't do it either. I've tried to I've tried to hoist them up with tape. It's, it's a two-person job, if not three. It's a hundred percent. And like I could ask for assistance from a friend or from my husband, but like I don't know anybody who knows I know people who know how to tape up their boobs, but not with the kind of equipment that I have. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just ask someone to go from a co- their college football game, a college football star, to then suddenly play in the Super Bowl the next day. Yeah. They're yeah. not ready. No. No. So it's just tough. And uh, let's just let's just bring backs back to dresses, you know? Yes. Thank you. Bring thank you, backs thank you. back to dresses. What are you throwing out? All right. I know this retailer is problematic, but we do our best, right? Mm-hmm. But when you order something from Amazon and it says mm-hmm. either same day or next mm-hmm. day and it says guaranteed to deliver by X, same day happens, nothing. Next day happens, nothing. Next day happens, nothing. Then they say, hey, your package may have been lost. Instead of just being like, we're so sorry I didn't get you on time. They go, you should cancel and then you can reorder. Well, guess what? The price has changed since that happened. Like, Amazon not doing what they say they're going to do, goddammit. And there's a class action lawsuit pending. I've, I've been following it. But then, them being like, hey, your package is lost. And so just like, we'll instantly refund you and cancel this order. You then have to do the canceling yourself. Maddening. I hate that. It's, I hate it. I, I had a similar bad. experience where I needed something to be here by a specific day because it was associated with like a full other like gift or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oops, your package might've been lost. And then they said, Hey, if you don't get it by at least this day, you know, we'll give you a refund. Yeah. And then I didn't get it until the day after that refund date. And so I went to go and collect said refund and there was nowhere in sight for me to do that because by then they're like, well, you got it. So, but it's like, I know I got it, but I got it like five days late. Yeah. It's- and you said it was going to be here back then. I would I would have bought something else. Mm-mm. Anyway, it's bad. It is a problematic company. I just, honestly, 
I wouldn't even like have beef with it if they would have said, this will take five days to get to you. Great. Now I know. Yeah. Sounds good. Cool. The, uh, so the Maui fires happened yes. in the last month and we wish everyone can a swift recovery and all this, but Jeff Bezos donated money to the recovery efforts to the, right. But it was him uh-huh. and his girlfriend. So the headlines were Jeff Bezos and I'm sorry, I don't even know her name. Girlfriend donate <laughs> XYZ big amount of money to Maui. And some, <laughs> I just kept thinking like, yeah, um, put, put my name on the card too. That we can see it's from both of us. <laughs> what money does she have? <laughs> like he donated, you know, fifty million, and she's like, "And here's a hundred for me." But let's just donate it together. You know, we'll just do one stamp, one stamp on the envelope, rather than do separate envelopes. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> so. Did you see that? We're talking about something, I guess, that happened like three weeks ago now. So I guess we shouldn't even be talking about it. But here I go. Did you see that TikTok of Oprah and Rock and The Rock asking people to donate money for the Maui fires? And they, I watched this whole analytical TikTok about it. I was saying like the normal comment ratio to like for every 100,000 views that a video has, a high-performing video has, they have maybe a 0.5% comment rate mm-hmm. and um, a 5% like rate. So if you have 100,000 views, 5% of 100,000 might like it and 0.5 might comment. On this video, with the amount of views that they got, um, using that kind of formula, they had a 7% comment rate which is 0.5 to 7% is a huge jump. And they had only a 2% like rate. And the reason like this 7%, this huge jump in comments, I think like something like 99% of the comments were people being like, read the room, <laughs> fuck you. Like, it you you both have enough money. Oprah alone has enough money to fix Maui and not feel it. Mm-hmm. Like, is this a joke? Are you seriously asking us for money? And it was this, like this whole think piece about how like these people have gotten so rich that we don't connect with them anymore. Like in tw- in twenty fourteen, this would have been like this is great that Oprah and The Rock yeah. are doing this, but people now are like. I'm one paycheck away from being on the fucking street. Yeah. Like, and you're asking me for money? Like, we want to help. I'm dying to help. I can't. But you know who can? You. Yeah. Who's spending this time, both of you making this fucking video, asking everyone else for money when you could literally snap your fingers and fix all of it. Uh, John Waters, I don't know how recent this was, but John Waters posted, uh, or he was hosting something and he said, we have to make it cool to be poor again. You know, when I was young, we wanted to kill the rich. (laughs) Yeah. 
I don't think we're far away from that. My God, this has been a long podcast. We have to go. Long- where can the – I'll already say this. You can't find me anywhere except this podcast. But where can the people find you? At Iconic Erica Curry on Threads, Blue Sky, in- uh, TikTok, Instagram, uh, uh, IRS, um, PBA. Oh, my God. All of these things. You can find me at Iconic Erica Curry. But you can find this podcast. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. This podcast at Trashy Trashy Pod on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Threads, Blue Sky. Our website is trashytrashypodcast.com. You can find links to listen to us. You can find our merch store. You can find a link to email us and tell us why you're trash. We'd love to hear it. We also love when you send us stories. We love to credit. We love to, to trump that in. Use code TRASHY for all of the products you've heard on these lovely advertisements today. Or send us an email at trashytrashypodcast at gmail.com. And tell us why you're trash, which is what we really want to hear. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate all of you. Hey, Cass. What's going on, girl? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. I will. Bye-bye. Now, do you think that at this point, people are starting to listen and go, man, she's gone dark on social and all she does is complain about the rich and the government. Do you think people think that by listening to this, they're watching my descent into madness? Do you think that's happening? Like they know you, you've been mad. You can't go mad if you've been mad. You know what I mean? Okay, okay, okay. All right, let's we'll, we'll cut the recording now. <laughs>